On this week's Rain on Your Parade, is democracy dying? Should the Electoral College be abolished? And am I the next Brad Garrett? Welcome back to Rain on Your Parade with J.L. Covan. I'm J.L. Covan. With me, as always, producer Mike. Hi, J.L. Hey, audience. How you doing? You see that, folks? Did you see that? We finally got it. It's a little late in the day from when we normally record, but he accidentally respected me it must be the migraine <laughs> yeah well what a and i walked in here by the way and we almost had a slick back studios disaster it, it was almost the the beginning of the well the, the full end the beginning yeah. of the end was when we opened the doors i think but yeah. uh... <laughs> i i i tripped on uh some of the many wires in here and i heard mike go no 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 and i was like <laughs> Well, it's not me falling. <laughs> oh shit! It must be this expensive camera. And before it was, it was too late. It had fallen, but it it did get up. Okay, it fell, but it did get up, Thank and it God. was not damaged. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're excited about that. I just started working again, and I was like, well, I guess the court is going to be uh, garnishing my wages for Slickback Studios. <laughs> and as you can see, it's late in the day. I'm having tea instead of water. So we're going to be spilling tea today. That's right. Because I'm low testosterone. I got the results back from the doctor. Oh, finally? Yeah. It's official? Low tea. <laughs> no, I'm not. To the bottom of it, at least. I'm not. I was shocked, to be honest. I was like, really? I have normal testosterone? I feel so fucking down. And yeah. my man tits are so big right now. I feel like that's got to be something. But it turns out um, I'm just a lazy piece of shit. That is nothing to do with testosterone. That's just a character flaw. Right. So... Good news, bad news, I guess. Um, but uh, my mom, as of this recording, my mom turns 80 on Friday. Wow. I know. God bless. Mazel. Yeah. I mean, she is much like Michael Jordan. She is proof that anger and spite <laughs> can be a life force. You can accomplish a lot with that. Yeah. It's like your mom's uh, an old Jew. The way that uh, uh, that's what kept my grandma alive until she was like in her 90s. Yeah. Grandma Emma, rest in peace. Miss you, but she was a she was a she was a rough and tumble, spiteful old lady. Yeah. Well, no, my mom uh, lost her mom when she was nine. That's sort of the the uh, the the Scrooge Scrooge McDuck's lucky dime mm. of my family. Yeah. Like, and it, unlucky, obviously, but it, it it I think set my mom on a a course and and. Her personality, I, I think, you know, there's two ways when you dealt tragedy as a young person, you know, and her older sister died when she was 21. So the two female figures of leadership and comfort in her life both died early. Um, and I think there, when people are dealt tragedy, they can sometimes turn away from religion or turn away from things, be like, oh, there is no good. I think my mom, in a very JL foreshadowing sort of way, was like, all right, God, I'll double down. <laughs> You want to fuck me? Well, I'm going to play exactly by your rules and we'll see who wins in the end. <laughs> I really think she's like a devout spite Catholic. Yeah. If that's a thing, if that's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a different branch than Opus Dei. It's, 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 a, but it's, it's militant in its own way. Yeah. You got, I mean, you could be fooled, man. She could be, uh, Italians are like that. I guess, you know what? Is your mom, your mom's the Irish? Irish? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, I guess it's a little atypical of the Irish because the Irish are usually, they're spiteful, but they keep it in. Yeah. Where Italians are spiteful and they push it out. You know? <laughs> oh, anyway. No, Vinny. No, Vinny. We're talking <laughs> Irish stuff today. Um, 
but yeah, she turns eight, and then she just worked her ass off. She married a black immigrant in 1971 because, mm-hmm. hey, why not play life on the hardest level? Right. Um, could we not do this in 1951? Fine. I guess 71. It's been legal by the Supreme Court for four whole years. I guess, <laughs> I guess America's ready for this. Um, I remember my mom telling me that a, um, I believe it was my brother when my brother was born in, in late 1972. My mom and dad were wheeling the carriage down the street and a nun did like one of these, like, let me get a look at this, this mongrel beast in the carriage. Yeah. And my mom, devout Catholic, went, nice. Good and I'm her. giving the finger. For those not watching on YouTube, <laughs> I'm giving the finger. Um, but yeah, and she just worked her ass off, uh, high, high school educated, but she just wanted to go to work right away because I think in her mind it was just a, uh, you know, nobody's going to take care of me literally, like in a way kind of literally, although obviously her father was there and working hard, Mm -hmm. but I think that mindset of like, you can't depend on anything except yourself, uh, set in. And that's, you know, as I've often joke, joked, my mom was going to make was going to be a great mom and she wasn't going to let her kids get in the fucking way of that. <laughs> that's how I, th- that's, that's how I would define my mom's mothering style. Yeah. She's going to, she's going to make a success out of you, even if it kills you. Yeah. <laughs> so been there. happy birthday, mom. 80 though. She's the, you know, my dad passed away. Uh, wow. It's, uh, Seven, Jesus, 2017, seven years ago on February 27th. So four days after my mom's birthday, my dad died. And it was like, all right, thanks for the birthday present. <laughs> um, no, but he was 85. He would have been 92 now. But my mom is the oldest, other than my dad, the oldest living person like in her family. Hmm. You know, And uh, so she's, she's, she's tough. Uh, I am not. Uh, and uh, yeah, happy birthday to her. Um, moving on from that, I've been watching this show, not dead yet. Cause I'm a big, uh, big fan of, uh, I call her Jane the Virgin cause I always forget her name, but yes. Gina Rodriguez, right? I'm a huge fan of Gina Rodriguez. Um, mainly, you know, physically, but also I I've liked the stuff she's done so far mm-hmm. for the most part. And, uh, but on her show, season two of her show just started. I was like pleasantly surprised that it was, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, is this, did this thing even get enough ratings? Was I the only one on earth watching this? And by the way, watching it on ABC, not on Hulu the next day. You were watching it actually Yeah, I on... DVR'd it. DVR. Oh my God. I was like, there's nothing wrong with, you know, a half hour. I need this. I think you'd agree. I need pleasant sitcoms. In yeah, my life. I do. I mean, I'm surprised that that's one that you're into. Well, I gave it a it try. so horrible. Yeah, yeah. But... I gave it a try yeah. because I was just like, well, let's see. Because yeah. Jane the Virgin, I actually really enjoyed. Yeah. It, was, it was kind of a very unique sort of like a telenovela mock. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's like a comedy six feet under. She writes obituary. So each episode, she's like conversing with the subject that mm-hmm. she's writing about. It's very light. I'm sure some people will say it sucks. But in season two, <laughs> Brad Garrett shows up. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, do I need to have a conversation with Brad Garrett because, you know, in life you can be a Brad Pitt or you can be a Brad Garrett. (laughs) I'm a Brad Garrett. Sure. I used to be, I I often joke, um, Ariel Winter. Do you know who she is? I I know the name. Very, very busty middle daughter on Modern Modern Family. Yeah, right, right, right. Very, but like, and she really like, towards the end of that show, it was like, oops, did I wear like a 
bikini top on Instagram. Whoopsies. Yeah. Um, I've often joked, me and Laura, because Laura, I'm a fan of Ariel Winter. Laura is a fan of Rick Fox. Right. And I often joke, I'm like, wow, we're each other's real world settling for, for our dream person. <laughs> I'm six, seven biracial and played basketball. It's like, if I put that in, it's like, oh, wow. Is it Rick? Like on a mystery dating show? It's yeah. like, is this Rick Fox? Not even close, <laughs> but technically no lies told. And right. Laura is a, is a busty little woman with glasses. Right. Right. And you know, it's like, Hey, yeah, we are. We right. could go as Halloween. Right. As like, Poor man's Rick Fox and like lower middle class Ariel Winter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Brad Garrett shows up. Yes. And Brad Garrett is the guy. It's too late for me now. I think we all agree. Listening in studio. It's too late for me to for my dreams to come true. Are your dreams to be Brad Garrett? Well, at this point, yeah. my dream was to be the fucking rock when I was 26. <laughs> right. It's been a hard 18 years. You could you could you could make Brad Garrett come true. Well, I like, but, but it should, (laughs) I'm sorry, it should be true. Okay. Like, and I I don't mean that as any disrespect to Brad Garrett because Brad Garrett, obviously, um, he was a stand-up comic who did impersonations early in his career. (laughs) He's six, eight. Yeah. Um, people, listeners are like, but Jail, you're only six, seven. Right. Thanks fans. (laughs) Thanks fans. You're right. Total, totally different universe. Um, and then he got everybody loves Raymond. He got, you know, 180 episodes at 400K an episode. I right. got one episode of Billions. Right. And that's where our paths diverge. Right. I'm so far. Right. I'm 170 plus episodes short yeah. of him. But he's been on these other great shows. And I'm just like, that's, he runs a comedy club in Vegas yep. in the MGM. And I'm like, how do I get to Brad Garrett? Like, literally, how do I say, mentor me? Do, like, do, don't you want to help the next? It, it, there is a obscenely tall comedic <laughs> actor once a generation yes fred gwynn yeah of the monsters yeah right 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 maybe you could go richard mall bull on night court he was like six six okay. rest in peace you're starting to go over my head a little bit but oh okay i'm with you well, we're, we're talking tall actors <laughs> and then you get brad garrett yeah maybe the apex of the tall comedic actor both in height and wealth yeah so it's like how do i get a week at his club as like a middle act or whatever. How do I talk to, talk shop with him? Because it's it's we have all these these opportunities for mentorship and representation. Not and it's this like, industry we don't. <laughs> but where is well no I'm not. But where is hey it's time to help the next tall guy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, you're definitely. Uh, it's funny. I uh, attribute this to Roger Stone of all people. But if you have ever seen the Roger Stone doc, yes. on Netflix, where he says, I also, I was also, I also fucked his wife in front of him. I was, I was invited <laughs> to fuck his wife. He was a very generous guy. <laughs> not true. I mean, true, but not true with me. Right. <laughs> right. I have. Uh, he, he in his documentary, he says, um, like the the way fame works is, they say. Uh, the stages are who is JL Covan, uh, get me JL Covan, get me a JL Covan type, get me JL Covan. So it's the same thing with Brad Garrett. I mean, at this point, you're a Brad Garrett type. You could be swimming in the wake of get but, me, get me a Brad Garrett type. Well, and this is a fun, like, like the, the, the issue, unfortunately, though, is it's, I feel like, 
the Brad Garrett type, they're like, oh, let's get Brad Garrett. It's, yeah. There's not a colossal need for right. six, seven plus comedic yeah. actors. Well, it's, it's interesting. It's also like his time where he would have been the guy. There is a while where Jonah Hill, there were so many actors that were popping up in things that were like biting Jonah Hill's style in mm-hmm. movies. And I remember, like, I, I remember there was a guy that popped up in, um, did you ever watch How to Make It in America? No. It was a great show that I really liked on HBO. Hustling young yeah. entrepreneurs in the city. In the Lower East Side, yeah. Like in the fashion industry and stuff. It was good. I think it was on like 2010, mm-hmm. 2009, like right around there. And um, there's just like a very blatant, uh, in the second season, there's a guy that pops up that is like just doing Jonah Hill. Like literally like almost word for word doing like, like oh, so that's what you do? That you do that? Oh, you guys date each other? Oh. <laughs> He's like doing that. And I think the the thing is, it's like Jonah Hill was at his peak yeah. at that point. So it's like maybe if you had been. My moment was was 2004, like yes. like early right. in comedy. Right. right like right. before I was even. Right. And I will well, you didn't you, look like that then. You were still. No. Hunk. Oh, no. They were like. Now you're Brad Garrett. <laughs> yeah. It's too late. Like, oh, how cruel. How cruel the fates are. Yeah. Um, we went into a meeting. I had a manager for like three months. Yeah. We went into a meeting at CBS television. Yeah. Okay. And met with a guy and now I'm fucking jacked and 28 and like not getting just was on, just was on fucking the late, late show with Craig Ferguson. And I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, guns just bursting out of the t-shirt in a meeting and manager made like a joke about how like the, he would like me. And it was definitely like a gay, yeah. like a gay. And and I in my head, I was like, nah. I mean, it, it's like, I guess if I was a five foot two woman and that same thing happened, I would have been like, excuse me. Yeah. And maybe they wouldn't have said it, but maybe yeah. because I was a colossus. Yeah. They're like, you'd like to climb this tree, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. And, but he said, he mentioned Brad Garrett, like my manager knew really? what he was doing. He mentioned Brad Garrett and I got out of the meeting. I mad. wasn't mad, but I was just like, Brad Garrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, people tell me I look like the fucking rock. Right. Brad Garrett. But now. And he said, you have to give somebody something like you just have to give them a lane. Like right. that you have to just tell them when I was like, oh, OK, well, lesson learned. My next studio meeting, I'll be sure to remember that. And 17 years later, there's not been another <laughs> studio meeting. Anyway, guys, we're here on Rain on Your Parade. And. <laughs> But I just, Brad Gary, he just said something in the episode and I laughed so hard. And as usual, Laura just wasn't on the same wavelength sure. humor with me. But he just looked at a guy. There was another actor who's, I think, a comic in the show. And he's a pretty tall guy. He looks like he's in like the 6'3 range. Yeah. And Brad Garrett just looks at him. I don't know if it was ad-libbed or if it was, but he said, you probably thought you were tall until today. <laughs> and I just laughed. It was like, it was like, that was a line for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just such a good right. line because it felt yeah. almost ad libbed. Yeah, it didn't yeah. feel like they wrote that in, but it was just such a good yeah. line. And so if anybody out there knows Brad Garrett, if yeah. there is a, you know, mentorship or height representation committee at any of the studios, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. You're proud of yourself, Raymond? <laughs> oh, man. But it's just like he's had he's had that great. And he was in one of the greatest mus- uh, romantic comedies of all time. Music and lyrics with Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that. I love that movie. Really? I, I like Hugh Grant. It. 
He, this movie is, I'm telling you, it's so good. I really recommend it. I recommend it to the listeners as well. It's basically about what if Andrew Ridgely, it doesn't stick to the, you know, it was George Michael was all the genius behind Wham. But it's basically like, what if Andrew Ridgely, like, had to make it as a songwriter and was like, part of this famous group and now he's just like a jingle writer and Mm -hmm. and trying to make a comeback it's so good it's it's outstanding and he's in that he plays hugh grant's agent i'm like there it is he he's big show then he does a couple seasons on showtime then he does this new show on abc he shows up in a couple he's what he was a bupkis Oh, was he? Uh, yeah, our our, uh, our favorite Pete Davidson vehicle. Well, uh, now I definitely will have to watch it, <laughs> and we're going to have to erase anything I said bad about Pete Davidson <laughs> um, in case they became very close, because Pete Davidson yeah. is tall. Right. So in the absence of a true tall talent, Brad Garrett might have gravitated towards like a surrogate, like you're not as tall as me, but yeah. you're, you're a lanky, tall, tired guy, so yeah. fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, and the last thing I want to discuss before we get to the main topic, which, by the way, guys, is just a little topic called democracy. Ever heard of it? <laughs> um, I've been having trouble for the last three years. It's like the three year anniversary of me being shadow banned on Twitter, which mm. which which every facet of my comedy career has been harmed by this. Like this podcast would be whatever we're doing. We would be doing. I would I would say at least five times that would be nice what we're doing i know but i'm saying because i can chart every aspect of my career not just you have to factor in 2020 i was red hot you have to factor in a a dip from that for sure but i also compare to people who are similarly situated as me who are now in like the 400,000 followers and never have anything like not go big when they post a video or something i was tracking with them for a year and it like it hit the brakes so it's a, it's impacted everything I've done. So in 2020, one of the one of my sources of income was a tech billionaire who did not like Trump. Uh, basically, sent me a nice to him pocket change. Right to me, the largest check I've ever received. Just sent it? Uh, no, no. I talked with some people, like a like a go between. Okay. And uh, we set up my secondary channel, Trump the Internet, on on YouTube. So it was like more of a sketch prop. Uh, channel. Right. And those did really well in 2020. And I'm so desperate that I base I wrote to the go between today and said, Hey, this is a long shot. But since your tech billionaire knows the insane tech billionaire who runs X slash Twitter, <laughs> any chance you can like, this is how de- it sounds ridiculous, yeah, yeah. but I am only one degree of separation away. Yeah. But I was just like, or someone there, if it does, if it's not a, if it's not a CEO to CEO contact and, and can I get information or data or get this fixed? Yeah. And it's crazy, but it's like, that's the sad thing about this business is like they took away. It's like somebody took my agent and manager and executed them Yeah, in cold blood. And then the agency said, we're closing up shop. We're not, we don't want you as a client. We're actually declaring bankruptcy. We're gone. Yeah. But if you want to stand out on a corner and shout your videos at people, maybe some will see it. Yeah. It's that, it was that drastic. Yeah, it was, yeah. you know, I would not have to have a day job right now if things had just kind of continued at half of 2020's revenue. Right. Half. I'd be, I'd be like, I don't need a day job. <laughs> yeah, Still, yeah. What am I, a loser? Yeah. And so I just thought people would enjoy that. Like I've reached the level where it's like, 
I'd like to phone a friend, and that friend is a billionaire in Silicon Valley. It's a good friend to phone. But it's like, this is what I'm doing. Like, I have to, because it's like, I can't, there's nothing else. There's no other play. Do you think you're going to hear back? Um, the, the, go between said, the go between said, um, they don't, to be fair, it's a long shot, as you know, and I will bring it up with him. Yeah. Um, but they don't really talk. But, but in other words, what I'm hoping is maybe he, he might know somebody else who's yeah. merely like a 500 millionaire per million person. <laughs> um, but it's like, this is, this is like such the, the, the tragedy of this whole thing where it's like, I'm at this hail Mary. This isn't even a hail Mary. Like this is something beyond a hail Mary. This is showing up with hat in hand at a, at a pot that you've only pissed in. Yeah. And saying, help me. Yeah. Because it's one of, it's just, it's, it's a, it's, I did do work for this person. I had given this person a, a free birthday cameo. Like it was requested. So the person liked my stuff. Yeah. And like the go between said, Oh, could you do like a birthday message? Like that was a year later, like in late 2021, but that's where we're at. And it's unfortunate because it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Um, so on that note, that was just a teaser. My career is crumbling, but now we're going to talk about the crumbling of American democracy next. And we're back. Mike, how was the break? Fabulous, as it always is. Did you did you call up Brad Garrett for me? Yeah, I called Brad Garrett for you, JL. <laughs> Thank you. He said who? I was I was gonna try to do a Brad Garrett, but I don't have any impressions in my back pocket at all. That's all right. Except for one Robert Downey Jr. line that I've done five times on this show. Well, I'm just curious though, what are the Avengers? We're sort of an Earth's Mightiest Heroes type thing. Oh, and by the way, thanks for all the engagement. Great question on Instagram. What other songs should Bruce Springsteen cover? Like yeah. what? And I was just like, girls in their summer clothes. Girls in their summer clothes at Old Navy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at Prudential good. Insurance, cover me. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's gonna be it's gonna be Bruce everywhere. You could do no surrender for the U.S. Army. You could. Uh, that's on Born on the Born in the USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, by the way, though, it's um, Magic was his 2007 album, and there's going to be yeah. more Bruce talk because I am going March 22nd in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. That'll I'm be a big episode when I come home. It's when gonna, I come yeah. home, you're going to really you're gonna, might be a Bruce. It might be like a Bruce episode. It should be. If I we if, should definitely do a full Bruce. If episode. I've been converted to nuts. the faithful, yeah. <laughs> Well, I sent you. I sent you a bunch of videos. Shit, uh, I didn't. I said I would great. watch them, and I didn't. No, it doesn't matter. No, no, it just, does matter. Before you go to Bruce, you should understand like what you're kind of in for. Now, granted, the videos that I sent you, I think Clarence Clemens was alive in. It's now his son. Most of them, his, his nephew. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they Jake. all look alike. All the sons and yeah. nephews look alike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My friend actually was in his. Well, it wasn't in Nick Clemens's band, but like around Jersey, these guys are just all musicians. So I had a friend who like played with Nick Clemens a lot when uh, when we were in like, just getting out of college. I guess mm -hmm. it's a small world, man. That Jersey music scene. Yeah. You know. So we'll come up with more more songs. Uh, obviously. Um, brilliant disguise, maybe Sephora. 
Is that you, baby, or that Sephora disguise? That's good. <laughs> I mean, somebody, my next career is just going to be in advertising. Let's be honest. That's the only place. What are you waiting for? <laughs> for fucking Brad Garrett to call. <laughs> Come on, Brad. Brad, don't you see? Don't you see? There is a. There is a middle-aged Brad Garrett floundering right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and if you were to call, I definitely would stop the weight loss journey just to be like, kind of like, I don't want to show up too jacked. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, I was more lanky. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Do you um, have a Brad Garrett? No, okay. I can't because he has that. There are certain impressions like he has. It's a it's chesty so depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a depth that I uh, okay. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's got to come from the chest. Yeah, he truly is a monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and I, like Peter Boyle, run, children, run. <laughs> are you happy with yourself, Raymond? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, but we have more pressing things. And 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 what are there? I'm I'm gonna now just be like intermittently thinking of different uh like Spring insurance cover me insurance <laughs> yeah um girls in their summer clothes any clothes your brilliant disguise makeup um why don't we think on this and we're gonna think to on the, to the yeah. inevitable and, springsteen episode yeah uh anyway democracy mike yeah. yes you know it's it's a sad thing when democracy was basically born in a place with a bunch of boy raping philosophers mm. And it's only gone downhill from there. Yeah. Who'd think we would have peaked with Socrates banging an 11 year old uh, mentor mentorship, excuse Mentor, me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we've teaching, actually done teaching. worse to it now. Yeah. Uh, can democracy survive in America? Are you asking me or is this posing post the question? Because... I mean, I'm curious your thought, but it's, it's sort of, that's, that's the theme I think for the next, you know, 20 to 80 minutes. I, I I don't think so. No. And I, I actually this is we, we talked a little Trump uh, probably about a month ago now. But um, that's my big fear about him potentially probably winning this election this time around is that I really don't. A lot think... of people are upset, by the way. They you know, I'm more in the middle. You seem convinced he's going to win. I'm a convinced. Lot... I'm, and I'm not rooting for that. Right, right. A so... lot of my fans seem convinced it's not going to go that way. Yeah. I'm in the middle where I'm like. It's an embarrassment, even if Biden yes. wins, because it should be a when Ronald Reagan, who was a piece of shit, but God damn it, he was slick and inspiring. Sure was. He really was like people want. I know I, his policies like we live in the and, and I must recommend. I'm sorry. I know people who follow me hate fucking books, apparently. <laughs> but the Rick's the Rick Perlstein quadrology before the storm, Nixon land, the invisible bridge and Reagan land. It'll take you an entire season if you read quickly. Mm. These are incredible books that basically chart the rise of the Reagan movement from, you know, LBJ and right. the Great Society and the 16-year the shift that led to Reagan as the sort of the, tr the Trojan horse of the modern conservative movement. Slick, inspiring. And I will say this. I think uh, there was a guy, uh, he looked like Andrew Jackson, and Peter Gammons, but he, that's not, he was like a guy, he was on CNN a Andrew lot. Andrew Jackson and Peter Gammons look alike? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, they definitely do. Um, <laughs> he, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Stone, not Jeffrey Stone, Jeffrey 
not Fuck. Jeffrey Star. No, he was he's a, he was a surrogate for Trump for for the election in 2016 on CNN, and and I want to say his name is Jeffrey something. Anyway, he would talk. He would make comparisons between Trump and Reagan, and I'd be like, "Oh, get out of here!" But to be honest, Trump is the uncivilized Reagan. Reagan was the smooth, polished, optimistic Trump. Trump is the vulgar, disgusting, pessimistic version of that. So at least you can say Reagan could inspire. He was a charismatic, slick, positive person. He gave off that. So I could understand people falling for his. But I guess bigots and non-bigots alike in 1980 wanted to be inspired. Right. Whereas now it's just fucking subhuman animals that want to be angry. And that's what Trump mo- like gives them. Well, yeah, and the Reagan thing specifically, if you look at a certain demographic in the country, I'm talking primarily about white people, the 80s rocked, you know? Everything was pretty good for people like, I'll say people like my parents, you know? And like Roger Stone, again, identifying the white ethnics that wanted to vote for, for Reagan. I mean, those are the people that I feel like were impacted by those years in the 80s and at least you can look back at those years and say like well the stock market was rallying seemed like everybody was able to buy a house um things were like kind of good unless you were african-american um whereas the trump presidency and potentially the second trump presidency i don't think the temperature of the country quite feels the same and I think that's the difference when you look back at the Reagan presidency is that you can kind of there's this nostalgia factor for the fact that it was very as unwholesome as the 80s was. The the pop culture around it was nostalgic for uh, 50s sort of uh, values. Is that the word you want to use? Sure. I, you know, maybe that's all bullshit. But at the same time, there's there's a little more of a. um I think Reagan is actually like at least a little more of a real consequential leader than whatever Trump. Joe Joe does. Biden's first term, and this is just facts. This is facts, mm-hmm. as the kids would say. Curb stomps Reagan's actual legacy, like economy stronger, because um, Reagan actually had a rough first term. Yeah, like buddy, you know, and people are like, all right, give him four more years. Let's go. <laughs> but landslide victory. Well, that's, that was my, that was what I was going to say. But like Biden is doing all the Reagan things without any of like, like if this were Reagan right now, you know what he would do? He would sneak arms to the <laughs> Ukrainians through a fucking yeah. uh, shady, illegal arms deal. Right. And then forget all about it. Right. That's what that's what like. But Biden isn't doing it. Biden is defending democracy. Yeah. I mean, and and obviously, yes, everybody can point to you can point to Israel and Gaza as an issue, of course. But I'm saying Ukraine is still to me, no offense, Gaza. I know Gaza listens, but Ukraine, I'm willing to go ahead and say, I feel like Putin to quote The Godfather, the greatest movie of all time and the best of the three Godfathers, <laughs> um, Trump is a pimp. It was Putin <laughs> all along. That's it. Trump is Barzini. No, Trump is Italia. God, Trump is Italia. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Putin is Barzini. Yeah. When it comes to democracy. Sure. And Putin 
Putin is is getting a Hitler level. I, I I hate to say it. Like I know I don't mean that in terms of there's no he there isn't the like single focus on a an ethnic group. Right. But and I know I don't say that lightly to be like, he's another Hitler. No, no. Hitler, give Hitler his flowers. Right, right. He is in a in Hitler's a place. Hitler's the bad. Right. Okay. Give him his flowers, even though, you know, I know Miley Cyrus is probably like Hitler can buy his own flowers. Yeah. But um Putin is is like on that level, I think. Like he may not, he may be more strategic or he may be, but Navalny's death, disgusting, tragic. Yeah, right. What's going on in Ukraine, it's like we should give Ukraine everything they need. And that's and when I say democracy, if the United States, the the Reagan for all his issues. There ain't no way he wouldn't be rallying the fucking GOP and some of the Democrats to be like, we have to fund that they are fighting this war so we don't have to. Well, at that time, for sure. I mean, Reagan was behind Afghanistan, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I the thing is, that- or as Billy Joel said, Russians in Afghanistan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that the issue is with your I think you're you're very right making these comparisons between Trump and Biden. I think that the I guess there's a lot of similarities, but I, I on my podcast, uh, we were talking about um, Nixon this week. It's actually about it, it'll be out by the time this episode is out. But we were talking about Nixon and Nixon in hindsight. First really? of all, say the name of the podcast and everybody, if you're an Instagram person, go follow Slickback Studios on Instagram. Thank you, JL. It's Mike Coscarelli Rules, uh, where you can hear me uh, talk about things like love and politics all together. In, so if, if one... the problem with rain on your parade <laughs> is me, love. Yeah, right. get, get on that show. <laughs> so we, we were having a conversation about this. And, um, you know, Nixon, if you look back at like many of the things that he did, was really history i think would look favorably on him outside of watergate watergate is obviously this like major scandal that that really fucked up his legacy and not to be that guy and vietnam because he basically fucked up in early exits so that he could get elected well sure but he did he did de-escalate the vietnam war but he did, but i'm just saying it, like he there is like record of him basically being like oh wait Johnson is going to get them to like a truce table now. Uh, uh-uh. yeah, fair we, enough. We need the killings fair. to keep going a little bit longer, so I can. Fair, okay, yeah. fair. Sorry. So he can get the credit for it and get elected. Like get elected. it, it yeah. needs to be a problem, similar to the border. I right. mean, to make another comparison, the Republicans are, but it's the whole party now. And I'm right. sorry to interrupt. The whole party is under this like fucking. They've done a 180 on so many things because they're just like Trump, Trump. It's right. really a fucking cult, right? Well, but the thing, the only thing that I was going to say about Nixon, and I think this really um, is, uh, you could probably apply this to to Reagan also, is that I think that they had a real respect for the office, uh, even if they abused power at both of them, you know? Right. I think that Nixon getting caught and all that was a real shame for him, you know? Right. And I, I, whatever happened with Reagan at the end, if he actually had Alzheimer's, or was just kind of like pretending to have Alzheimer's to not get prosecuted or, or whatever with, with uh, the gun running in Venezuela and all that, you know, for those things to happen at the end of these guys' presidencies, that's a major shame for them and, and a tarnish on their legacy, which I'm sure in 
if we were in a room with them having a drink, they would tell you that. Whereas I don't believe that anything that's happened to Trump up to this point is of any consequence to him personally. The like, Constitution is a comrade to Donald Trump. Right. Like, and I don't feel that way about those other guys. Right. right. No, he... So what we have now is because there's and there was another great book. I'm recommending a lot of books to people. They're already turning off the podcast. But <laughs> there was another book that I reviewed a few months ago on my Patreon.com slash Covan, And it was called uh, The Tyranny of, Tyranny of the Minority, which is a book about how our institutions are now being abused to protect minority rule. And that like they lay out certain things. Minority rule should be protected for like individual rights. You shouldn't be able to steamroll individual rights or voting rights by a majority vote because yeah. then that defe- that's tyranny of the majority, which the founding fathers were very on guard for. Right. So individual rights and voting rights are the places where it should be like, no, 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 no. You need to keep the filibuster. You need to Supreme Court needs to protect those even if a majority decides like black people can't vote. Right. No, right. that's not the majority. But. For the vast majority of things, the majority should win. Yeah. Like for the vast majority of things. And they're not. They've instituted the filibuster in the Senate is a fucking joke. And it's like become this thing where like people like Joe Manchin think I'm noble because I'm keeping this thing. Right. Fucking up our country. Right. right. Look at me. Principles. Right. These are called principles. This is called our country's getting fucked from a make-believe thing. Right. And I'm doing like a Bill Maher head turn. Yeah. It's a make-believe thing. New rule. <laughs> New hacky intro jokes. <laughs> Cater to the far right. New rules. Oh, come on. <laughs> laugh at that. Fuck you. Woke. Woke. Yeah, woke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cancel culture woke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, See you next no. week. Bam, 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 bam. Anyway, um, but like this, like the filibuster, um, the Senate, and these are things that this is why I don't, I think democracy is, it's not life support yet, but we've been given, we've been given a bad diagnosis from the doctor. Dude, yeah. Like, because the Senate, the problem is, to quote Al Pacino from The Insider, to paraphrase it, when he says to the lawyers, he goes, so the more truth we tell the more in trouble we are. <laughs> Tortious interference. What the fuck is that? <laughs> the Insider's a great movie. I don't think I've ever seen oh it. Oh my God, it's so good. It's, it's a fucking, it's a great yeah, yeah. movie. A great movie. Yeah, yeah. Tortious interference. What the fuck is that? And it's the, the idea that like the more you, like in terms of violating an NDA or something, it was like the more truth we tell, the more guilty we are. Right, right. And the, the more we tell Republicans like, hey, there's nine people in Wyoming with two senators. They're going to be like, well, you're definitely not taking that away from us. <laughs> right. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> right, right. For a right. second, I thought I was a fucking useless ranch hand. Yeah. Turns out I'm fucking over California big time. Ugh, Montana, why, all those places, man. Right. So you have those places now know. And they're not going, I mean, if you've checked out the modern Republican Party, they're not going to make any principled democracy first decisions. You know, it's unfair to our fellow citizens in California and New York and, and to be honest, Florida and Texas. Yeah. That, you, you know, crazy way, the four biggest states are two Republican, two Democrat. Yeah. And, you know, but California is the big, the big Godzilla because there's so many fucking people there. They're like, yeah. you want to be ruled by California values? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
Maybe we should. There's 50 million of them. <laughs> right. Because it's a fucking great state with lots of good. But what about the homeless in San Francisco? What about that? I don't think you're talking about that too much. And dude, there's also plenty of red in California. Yeah. Which I don't think really uh, is ever brought up for discussion. I, my, one of my mom's best friends from when she was a kid moved to, I think, Palm Springs. Oh, yeah. Or, or one of those places. And she's like a gun nut. And, and like, it's like a very very red part of california right. like the middle part I, I don't think is like that liberal really no but it's obviously you know but you're still talking about two-thirds of the state yeah. right so but in the two, one the third of yeah. 50 million right is right, right more right. than the fucking most sure. of the states like right. the republicans who live in california outnumber half the states in the country yeah right so but so what we have is we have a the diagnosis is we need to change some major things for democracy to keep working. And the problem is the patient, instead of doing those things, is like, I'd prefer to continue to eat Trump, <laughs> fuck over my common man, yeah. and continue to see us do nothing in Congress. So I don't see a solution. Like, this is, this is another one of those pessimistic episodes, folks. But I don't see a solution because... There are structural problems that the founding fathers never foresaw. Now, granted, um, they also didn't see the Second Amendment being for assault weapons because those didn't exist. But sure. hey, um, but you have Republicans now realize, oh, no, no, no. The Supreme Court and the Electoral College and the Senate are, that's it. If we make those things more fair and representative, we're fucked. And people will say, you know, they wanted the states to be represented with two senators. It wasn't supposed to be proportional to population. But that was when, like, you know, Virginia's got 16,000 people, but Delaware's only got nine. Yeah. Now it's like California's got 50 million and Wyoming's got 12. <laughs> yeah. And it's, 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 but there's too much of an interest in one side preserving this, and they have the mechanism to preserve these things. The filibuster, the um, – although, to be honest, if we could just get 50 Democrats who believe in democracy, we could at least fuck that over. We could get rid of that. But the Electoral College is going nowhere, and it's absurd. It is an obscenity that we still have the Electoral College to determine presidential votes. It should be a popular vote. But Republicans know that until they nominate somebody who is fucking halfway normal or decent, they won't win the popular vote again. Right. So they're not going to get rid of that either. It's completely self-interested, which is, you know, not the goal of public service. Yeah. And so we, we and, and then you see it now, we're exporting it. You see all these strong men. Look how quickly the, the Republicans have always said America is a shining city on a hill. Mm -hmm. We are an example to the world. Our freedoms are important. And then when we gave them four years of a fat dictator wannabe cunt, like half of Europe was like, good for us. Yeah. <laughs> Orban and fucking all these, all these like illiberal, illiberal dictators showed up using democracy, using like, and, um, you know, and now Putin is like the apex or the nadir of this where it's like, oh, Putin, when he killed Navalny, I think was like, what are you going to do about it? Like, I think his whole thing is, what are you going to do? That and situation I'm betting on bad. nothing. I mean, especially the Tucker Carlson doing Oof. that interview. What was it a day after the, the interview? Day aired? four. Oh, I, I, you know, God. he deserved that. Like, Tucker Carlson deserved that horrible timing, obviously. I mean, my God. Yeah. Well, because I, I don't know if you saw any of that. Did you watch any of it? I just saw him I, going to Russia. And, yeah, yeah. And I mean, about I know how what he awesome did. It was, clips, but yeah. I mean, 
uh, just Look how clean their subway is. Yeah, right. Just crazy. Also, real quick before we move on, yeah. do you want to take an actual guess at how many people for real live in Wyoming? 235,000. Five, 578,000. Okay. But it ain't much. That's not a lot of you people. You know how many people live in my building in New Jersey? <laughs> 118,000. <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's like truly nothing, man. That's not even, uh, that's not even. They, when they film Yellowstone there, they have to call in extras just to be people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, so I just think when I look at this, I go, it is collapsing everywhere. And it's like, it, I don't think it can be saved. And it's a scary thought because we've taken it for granted. But I think when you look at the structural changes that need to happen in this country, voting rights need to be protected, mm-hmm. um, which we couldn't pass because a, a mansion and cinema wouldn't get rid of the filibuster, even for voting rights, which would be one of those things where it's like, no, no, no. The filibuster should be used to protect voting rights, not to prevent voting rights. Yeah. And that's what they basically did. They, they don't see the context of like, no, no, the filibuster is very important. Right. Because what could be more important than stopping people from voting in a democracy? Right. You fucking idiots. <laughs> God, you leathery piece of shit and you quirky Wes Anderson character. <laughs> God. They should be in a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> Who would play Joe Manchin in a Wes Anderson movie? Let me look at what Joe Manchin actually looks like. He's he's like, he's not a bad, I mean, he's like in his late 70s. He's not a bad looking guy. He's a tall, former quarterback, kind of a, uh, a leathery, a little bit leathery. He looks like um, Joe Theismann. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I don't but think he's Joe, Joe Theismann acts. Yeah. yeah but, uh, and Kristen Cinema could be played by, you know, fucking any quirky quirky actress in you know like uh, rachel mcadams just yeah. frizz out her hair throw on some yeah, glasses yeah, yeah. something but the point is protect voting rights couldn't get it done uh get rid of the fist filibuster still possible still possible if we can get a 51 53 seat dem- democratic majority i think they could get rid of the filibuster which would then get us voting rights protection so that's the first thing is getting to a Real 50 vote majority in the Senate, not a 50 in name and 46 in practice. Yeah. But we need like a. So those things are possible. Tough, but possible. Okay. That's the good news, I guess. The Electoral College is going nowhere. So Republicans for the next generation will always have a chance because of a stupid system that favors five battleground states. Right. So that's a disaster and that's not going anywhere. So that, you know, and the presidency is the most important single office in the country. So that's a problem for a generation. And then I look at our, at our, our people. And, and this is a combination of so many things. I mean, I held the door for a woman uh, going into Starbucks on my way here. Didn't say thank you. And I said, that's why we're going to fucking fail as a country. But um, <laughs> people don't care. Yeah. Um, people are self-absorbed. De- de- devices are making us more self-absorbed than ever. I know we did a smartphone episode, but it's true. I think all these things factor. On an individual basis, we're more navel-gazing. We're more isolated. On a, on a community level, we stare at our phones. We walk past each other. We don't socialize and interact as much. On a, on a state level, we've got all these fucked up things in half the states in this country. And on a national level, we have these institutional problems that are, that are stopping the real substantial changes that will just preserve democracy because you have one party that realizes, Oh no, if we have a democracy, we lose. 
Yeah. And there aren't enough principled people who are willing to say, fuck my job. We should do it the right way. Right. You know, that's the way I do. Com- now, here's a lesson, America. <laughs> I do comedy the right way Can't because wait. that's how I have to do it. <laughs> and I am failing. But I don't sit here like a Republican and go, you know, if I just lip synced and stole some material and fucked some mid-level agent, I could have a good career. You, you would be uh, Brad Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not not suggesting that he did any of those things. No, no, no. no right. Thank but you. We're saying that that's what you would need right. to be Brad Garrett. I would rather. Because he is so great. Yeah. Exactly. That you need to do these things. I need things. all those It's things. a short game. Right. Yeah, right. You probably thought you were tall until today. <laughs> but I, like we have, and Chris Christie said it, former Jersey governor. What did he Pretty say? big Springsteen I'm, I'm fan. Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said, I'd rather, I'd rather lose. He said, like, I'd rather lose honestly than win dishonestly. Hmm. I mean, in the context of Trump, it's true. Obviously, he did his own shady shit in Jersey. But the yes. point is. We don't have enough people who believe we are a results-oriented society now in Mm. every way. And it's disgusting because in World War II, I don't think we were results-oriented. You know, I think obviously we had other problems. You can always bring up other problems in society. But I'm saying we don't have – we don't have community values. We barely have community. Mm. And if you don't have community – if you don't have community, when I do hands on the table, I got to do, if you don't have community cooperation and consideration, then you can't have electoral college reform, Republicans, Democrats getting together, doing what's necessary, brother Mike, doing what's necessary. So <laughs> you, you don't, it is like, it's, it's, it's like we are diseased at a cellular level that we are, we are. At every level of this country, the democracy is in trouble. Yeah. A cellular level is like the community or individual. Individually, we're all on devices. We're all just kind of absorbing things and being hit with so much content. But, all right. But, so he- here's my, my, my question for you. Yes. And it does stem back to Biden. It's kind of like one of the first points I wanted to make when we started to talk about him. Because I, I vote uh, Democrat. I think I, I think I have for every election. Um, and I will again. Obviously, I'm not going to vote for Trump, but there is something that no, brother. I'm hit- I'm, on, I'm on a third party ballot, brother. If you want to take the chance, <laughs> oh, I do it. I do a third West. option. Um, but there is obviously something exciting about Trump to his base mm-hmm. that gets them out to vote, which is why. And I think there was a fervor last time around for Democrats to just not have Trump be reelected. Mm-hmm. Where my personal sample size in my life i think there's a lot of people that are disillusioned and they we did the, talked about this in the biden episode they're not excited to vote for him so i think a lot of people will stay home on the left yeah. not the people on the right trump people are ready to vote for him well they, they this is their this is their uh their rocky too right they think right you know, the black guy won in the first one. Right. We got to come back. Right. Oh, boy. Is that who I think it is? <laughs> Vinny. Vinny. Well, you know I'm voting for Trump. I don't, you know, I don't like everything he says, but I think he puts America first. <laughs> I think he cares about the country. I think he's a good dude, and I like, I like him. Biden's barely fucking awake. Yeah. He's barely awake. So I'm going to vote for Trump. You vote for the other guy. We don't have to disagree just because I'm voting for the racist guy who rapes chicks. We just have a disagreement. Right, Mike? Yeah, Vinny, I, would you vote for somebody you're known as age? 
Were you bringing up my Nola in this? I'm bringing. I'm just curious because it, these guys, they're both old. I mean, let me tell you something. My Nola, she would get up on the debate stage with a wooden spoon <laughs> and say, "Don't you talk to me like that." She would probably whack Trump and Biden in the fucking head. <laughs> and I'd be like, "Ma, you can't do it. You can't hit this a president, ma. This two presidents, we don't like Biden. We don't like Biden. Biden's an old piece of shit." But you can't hit him with a spoon, ma. And then she would hit me in the spoon and everybody laugh. And then we go have fucking gravy. Do you think your ma, does she think that the electoral college is a fair system? Or does she have my, thoughts on that? My ma didn't go to college. So yeah. she don't like, she not into the electoral college. What, what about you? Uh, I did one year at, uh, 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 what was it? DeVry? Oh, okay. You did know. you learn a lot about the electoral college there at, at college? No, we didn't do you know, you know, just, no, you know, basically I just, I, I didn't like it. I, you know, Took like auto classes. Stuff I was like doing that. mechanic yeah. stuff and I said, my uncle Tommy can teach me more of these fucking fanooks. I got to pay you tuition. Uncle Tommy's right there. He's got his own garage and I got to go to DeVry and DeVry. I don't mean, you know, I don't mean to insult the LGBTQ community, but right. like DeVry sounds like, oh, you're going to DeVry. You take it in the ass at DeVry. Right. So, and that's why you're DeVry, into Trump because you the, think that that shit's gay. It's, uh, well, I, I, you know, and I got no problem. Right. Mike, I got, you know, I can see. I don't, don't, no, 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 no. The left people, they try to be like, oh, oh he's got pride. No, I ain't got no prejudice bone in my body. Yeah. Okay. I once fucked a Puerto Rican chick. I'm very, um, right. you yeah. know, open on, on certain things. But I'm just saying, DeVry. Hey, DeVry, you good? DeVry going to be a mechanic with a cock in your mouth? No, I'm not. So my uncle Tommy taught me everything I need to know, and now I'm probably right. going to inherit his shop when 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 he uh, when he passes. You know, God bless. Not for God, a long God time. God forbid. Yeah, God forbid. Not, not for a long time, but yeah. you know, you know, he don't need too healthy. So like, it might be sooner. I don't know. But the point is, we support Trump because he loves the country. He's right. tough. We need toughness. Like Biden, maybe Biden. You know, I got to be honest with you. Don't let my don't let my my mama hear this. Biden might not be a bad guy. Yeah. Like if you're just talking to him, he might be a little old, but he might be a guy, you know, Hunter Biden seems like a cool fucking guy, to be honest with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You're the type Dude's of guy. Fucking fucking chicks left and right. Yeah. But you Can't know no show job. That's Italians love no show jobs. Yeah, he's got a fucking sausage. I think Hunter Biden might be Hunter Bidenucci. <laughs> I'm just saying, we you know, it might be uh you know, we might have to look in the family tree, see where you know where, where Hunter's background is. Yeah. But the point is Trump is tough, and that's what we need. So Biden, he's not tough. Right. He ain't got the t- he ain't got the stones. He's just old. He's just old. And everyone sits around and play pinochle and bocce. It's okay. But like presidenting? No, fuck that. So Trump 2024. Anyway. Thank you, Vinny. Yeah, no, that was it's a It's always long, good to see Vinny. Long well, we can't we don't have Scott Pelly this week. So oh, I, yeah. I you know, Vinny, like I think Our cast I think he's a little characters has he's, a... he's a little intimidated by uh by by Scott Pelly. Yeah, well, I would be. Scott Pelly is always asking him questions. Whereas, like, nothing Cornel- Italians hate worse than questions. <laughs> Whereas Cornell West is more like has a good vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have that. you can have a beer with him. <laughs> well, brother, you can have a beer. You can have a let me get a light beer. Let me get a light beer. I'm getting old on years. Getting on in years. Can't have too many beers. Yeah. Tears for fears. Um. So, my whole thing is, at every level, we're a bunch of cell phone staring, um keyboard activists, isolated, working remotely, not engaging in our churches, our bars, our like all the, that's at like the cellular level. Mm -hmm. And then at the community level, it's not as much either. 
And then at the national level, we have major structural problems, which, like I said, the one glimmer of hope is, I think, if we can get 52, 53 Democrats in the Senate, which is a tough poll. That's what's so absurd. By, po- by population, the Senate should be like 71 seats Democrat. Right. And then you'd be like, fucking sorry, Republicans. Right. Like, sorry, we're going to be helping people. I know that fucking makes you guys <laughs> terrified. We're going to have less discrimination, more equity, more voting. More services for people. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my. What a fucking dystopian nightmare that is. That's what's so funny about this is the radical left agenda. If left unabated, you just have more people like doing all right. Yeah, that's it. Like, you know, and I'm not saying it's perfect, of course, but that's what you'd have. So we have the only hope I see is 53, 54 seats in the Senate, which would be so fucking hard. But if we got that. You could get rid of filibuster, enact voting rights legislation that would like take gut every Republican fucking bullshit measure. That's like, uh, well, if you have an Afro, you have to uh, <laughs> you have to vote 900 miles from your home. <laughs> right. <laughs> Live in Newark, vote in Philadelphia. Large penis. You must travel 18 hours to vote. Oh, what about me? <laughs> Trump. You making me go 18 hours to vote? Not you, Vinny. You get an exception. <laughs> if your name ends in a vowel, you can vote near your home. Um, so it would. <laughs> I just think it would be a, a, like, we have so many issues. The only hope, the only, like, avenue for hope is Senate majority. Hmm. Like, by a few votes to cancel out the man- mansions retiring. That seat's going Republican anyway. So you need 50 committed Democrats to voting, enact voting legislation. If you can do that, you can at least lock that in and start to change things from there. That's like, if I were to say one thing, but that requires voting for Joe Biden. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know he's no, the we're fucking gonna do worst. It. We're going to do you it. You got to vote for Joe yeah, Biden. You got to do vote it. Democrat down ticket. And I said, the thing is. The true the, the to preserve this country's ideals and morals and what it says it stands for. All due respect to a few Republicans like like a Mitt Romney, who I think is a good person and cares about the country and has yeah. his own set of values, but he's not anti-democratic. He's not. Right. But with the exception of a few people like that. And I don't even know if he would support a, an aggressive voting rights package, but I think he'd have a more principled reason than Democrats will win if we do this. Right. But you have to vote for a Democrat. Like if you care about the things, if you care about the bullshit that is America, if you care about Rocky Balboa <laughs> and Lee Greenwood, <laughs> God bless the USA, and Bud Light cans being for straight men, yeah. if you care about the bullshit of America, Trump's your guy. Yeah. But like I've always said, Barack Obama is is the ultimate litmus test for this country. And I, you know, as a law school educated, half black immigrant, half Irish American person, I feel a kinship with my brother. And it is his story is the ultimate American story. Yeah. The ultimate half immigrant. We're a nation of immigrants. He's half immigrant. He's half native born white, half immigrant of color. Look at that. Because we always talk about we, we take in the talent from abroad, but we also have great values here. Rises up through hard work and talent to become uh, a law, a Harvard educated lawyer a community organizer, a senator, and a president. 
marries marries a woman with a with a with and a that great... Spotify deal. <laughs> the yeah, Netflix deal. Renegades. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, hey, four hundred million dollars. Give me it. <laughs> Give me it for my catalog. Um, if you make that colorblind, yeah, and give him a name like Jim Smith, yeah, yeah, the ultimate Amer- the ultimate. Oh my God, we can jerk off America yeah. because it actually came true. Everything we talk about is embodied in Barack Obama's story, until the Spotify deal. Yes, as, I, as we've said, I got to be <laughs> yeah. honest. Yeah. I don't. I didn't need him doing a podcast a or a Netflix, Netflix content. The build but then, up. But then, as I said, who comes along with fucking a sneaker deal? Try not, Wall. You like, that is immediately pathetic. like we look like assholes. Where yeah. it's like I don't like a week ago or two weeks ago. We're like I don't like that Obama does high drama for Netflix. Yeah. And, quality documentaries it's beneath the president then trump's like would you excuse me would you like some gold plated high tops (laughs) you can play them on the on the court everybody will know to foul you very hard when you show up to a court wearing air trumps (laughs) right that's a sketch a guy's getting picked up at half court white men can't jump it's like billy shows up in air trumps and like everybody just starts hacking him in (laughs) midair he leaves just like bloody did you say white men can't trump I, i I did. I did. I did. I did. That's Thank good, you. though. Isn't White it? Men White Men Can't Trump. Trump. Yes. <laughs> Slickback Studios presents. White Men Can't Trump. It is hard goddamn work being this racist. <laughs> oh, shit. Instead of instead of Jeopardy, you yeah. know, the girlfriend goes on Wheel of Fortune because Pat Sajak's a good Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what is the... Qu- <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> what is the chickaboo? <laughs> well, you know, no, um, I'm cashing in all my half black chips on that one. Yeah, so, yeah. but the point is, um, Obama was the ultimate American dream. The, the, the story patriots jerk off to when they tell people what America is, that's it. Yeah. So if you don't like that, fuck you, you're the problem because all the things you say you like about America, you don't. You like apple pie. You like Kid Rock. You like Trump jerking off to Lee Greenwood and YMCA. But you don't like America. You like the fantasy of white people doing shit, running shit, getting shit. And I've said Donald Trump is the last best hope for the white American fantasy. He is a rapist. He is, <laughs> he is rich. He fucks models. He talks shit. He says racist stuff because he doesn't have to worry about HR coming down, like breathing down his neck. He's everything the worst white people in this country want to be so right. bad. Right. So they look at him as like, oh my God, you're, you are him. Yeah. In the in the young people yeah. uh, terminology, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you're like you're everything I want to be. When I called the the handyman a a a Latino slur and got fired at my job, that wouldn't happen to Trump. Yeah. They would have fired the Latino handyman <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for being Latino. That's my America. So, just comparing, forget Biden for a second. You're either an Obama believer in America or a Trump believer in America. And one of those is real. And one of those is fucking garbage. Yeah. So I've given the one thing I think we can do, vote for a Democrat for Senate. That's in 2024, vote Biden, vote down ticket for. But until the Republican Party stops being the party of angry white fantasies and Trump's anti-democratic values, Voting Democrat is the only way because if you empower Republicans, the majority of them right now are in, enthralled to 
to Donald Trump and his horrible values and his anti-democratic actions. So that's it. I guess that's a little bit of a positive. Yeah. Vote Democrat down the line. Get your friends to do it. Even if they don't like Joe Biden. How about this? If you are so hardcore against Joe Biden, that doesn't excuse you from voting for your Democrat senator Mm. candidate. Sure from doing everything you can it worst case scenario if you cannot bring yourself that doesn't you don't get credit for abandoning the entire democracy because yeah. you don't like Joe Biden's stance on Gaza or the fact that he's old so do it do it for your country do it for your 19th favorite podcaster and we'll be back with comedy talk And we're back with Comedy Talk, Mike's favorite section. I know that. Yay. We all know that. Thank you, Mike. That was particularly enthusiastic. <laughs> um, punchdown of the week this week is not a specific punchdown, but it's a comment I've been getting. And I think I may have even complained about this in a previous episode months ago. But I had some videos do very well on YouTube this weekend. Not like I used to, but still very well. Um, and the most common refrain after people say, great impression. Amazing. Great. You've got to do the accordion hands. You've got to do the hands. It's great, except you didn't do hands. Can you do the hands? Hands, please. But what about the hands? Can you do hands? And, uh, you know, that's my version of Greg Giraldo's snacks. Um, Do you know that bit, Mike? No. Damn it. It's such a great bit. He goes, he's talking about, he goes, at a certain level, it's got to be a choice, right? With with how some gay men speak. Mm. He goes, I'm on the flight. And the guy is going, snacks. Mm. <laughs> snacks, sir. It's a very funny, very funny bit for all you eight comedy fans listening to this. But um, basically what this person wrote to me was hands. And I just, I uh, I torched them. I, I probably went scorched earth, which was probably not necessary. I didn't get vulgar. But I just basically said, hey, there's plenty of animated hacks on the Internet going, excuse me, excuse me, Mm. Ah, ah, Trump, excuse me. Hey, hey, shut up. Excuse me. Look at my hands. Look at my hands. Look at my hands. Um, First of all, I'm holding a cell phone when I do some of these videos, which obviously if I held the cell phone and did it, you'd go, well, I can't see you. So there's the answer to part of your question. And the other thing is the impression's so good and the dialogue is so top tier how do you watch that and just like, like, it's like a toddler with ADD or OCD. It's a top, but the hands, 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 just enjoy the impression. So I said to the person, you know, there's plenty of people on the internet who'll scratch that stupid itch if you need hands, mm. but, uh, or if you want to walk in front of a mirror and just do this while watching my video, there are your hands, <laughs> you know, it's, I've, I've done the hard part. Yeah. I've done the hard part. I can do this anytime I want. Look at that. See, I have the ability. So anyway, that's the punch down of the week. Shut the fuck up. If you write to me with hands, <laughs> just stop. Unfollow the channel. Whatever I need you to do to stop. If you can't control yourself and go, but, but, but hands, mm-hmm. hands, I don't need you. You're not helping my comedy career. You're not somebody who's going to buy a ticket. <laughs> um, anyway, special guys. I watched a couple this week. Next week, we'll review a different one. It's a real doozy. Yeah. But this week, uh, we're talking Taylor Tomlinson, okay? Or as I like to think of her, the Florence Pugh that I might have a chance with. <laughs> um, she, uh, she has been a, a, a wunderkin. Uh, she showed up on uh, Last Comic Standing at like 18 mm-hmm. as a fresh-faced, you know, just out of the evangelical 
kind of clutches or whatever. And she has just been on a steady, hardworking tear since then. But this is the first Taylor Tomlinson special I've watched. Uh, 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 somebody, uh, a friend and a, and, a, and a listener had said, oh, uh, maybe you could review that one. It was it, it was just went up. And uh, I had an aversion to her, nothing personal. Well, it was a little personal, not personal, but it was like, it was my personal taste. Okay. We kept laughing, me and Laura during the pandemic because she had a special come out in 2020 and 2022 and now one in 2024. Um, the only person I know more prolific than that is sitting in this fucking chair. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> you know, Mike, I don't get support at home. I'd like to get comedy support. You get plenty here. of support in this room, JL. <laughs> don't even start with that shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I'm doing great Bruce Springsteen covers, you're fucking losing it over there. But anyway. Um, but what time is it right now? <laughs> in tw- uh, our usual time of recording. <laughs> It was at a uh, new shirt, by the way, promises made promises kept. Uh, but she had a clip from her special that went up during the pandemic. And she just said this thing, you know, she's got kind of like, not a deep voice, not Brad Garrett, yeah. but it's a little uh-huh. more, it's, it's a, it's a little more in here. Yeah. Like, it's not like, Hey, so anyway, it's like a little, it's not deep, but it's, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it's got a, it, it, not even Husky is not the right word, but it's just a little deeper. And but she just said in the clip, the quick clip, she went, I am done. So we saw that and we were like, I don't think I want to watch this special. (laughs) And for about six months, if I wasn't talking like Trump, Laura would be going, would listen to me do Trump and go, I am done. (laughs) And it was we never watched that special. But friend recommended this one or is a fan of Taylor Thomas. Hey, I'd be curious what you thought. So I watched it and it's very good. It's it's. It's overall, I liked it. There were, there were plenty of laughs. It's, it's, it's one of those things. It's a pet peeve of mine. And it's a weird thing to criticize. Sometimes I feel like this is just, this is my personal taste. This is not like a, sometimes I say things with the authority of like, if you like this, you're an idiot. Yeah. This is just me. Sometimes some of her bits, especially in the first like third of the special are like too polished. Like in, if that makes sense, it's like, I can read, you know, I could, I could pick this one off. Like I'm in the film room going, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. You think that's like a spontaneous, Hey, gotcha there. And I'm like, Nope, pick six. Yeah, I just yeah. took that to the see, house. You see somebody coming across the middle. But for the most part, it was very good. She's very, she's clearly talented. It's a, it's a, it's a good show. I hated the fact that there was a crowd work segment at the end, even though it was about a bit. I hate, I just hate that on principle now Mm -hmm. it's like nope just do unless something spontaneous happens i just want to see you do your hour i don't want any crowd interaction um other than you know crowd work god matt rife right yeah we make exceptions of the show yeah we make exceptions for that but it's uh it's called have it all and uh it's very good and i of course liked it when she got more real at the end it was kind of about her life as a comedian and and different things um but it's she's very good like that's it's it's uh i might even go back and watch the 2022 i don't think i'll ever watch the one where she went i am done <laughs> cuz it's just ingrained yeah. in our in our house yeah yeah as a joke but uh i'll i'll go watch some more of her stuff but it's like it's kind of crazy to think she's 30 and she's already been like you know, headlining for like yeah. 11 years. She's got a TV show. What TV? Oh, fucking, fucking. Uh, She's the new late night person. Yeah. From CBS. I did like how they sort of like, finally, a woman in late night. Yeah, but you're hosting a game show. 
Yeah. No, I'm kidding, but yeah. it's it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, but we're not getting your fucking opinions. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, we're not ready for that. <laughs> but yeah, it was it's a, a have it all. Is I mean, no, she's fucking killing it. It's, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Um, and I meant Florence attainable Florence Pugh as a compliment. I know yes. that will come off as some sort of alpha male judgmental uh, thing, but that's a compliment in my book. Um, so yeah, go watch Have It All. You'll enjoy it. Uh, and but next week's review, I think you'll enjoy more than what I review. <laughs> what a teaser for next week! So everybody, please. I'm glad you're listening. Uh, please leave a review on Spotify or Apple. Uh, leave a nice review. We'd appreciate it. And if you have a question, a comment, a recommendation, a thought, YouTube Engage. episode. Yeah, yes. go to the YouTube. Engage. Use the YouTube uh, episode. Use the YouTube posting as a, you can watch it. There's plenty of funny things to see uh, versus just listening. And uh, leave a comment. And we can respond to that and interact uh, with that. It's almost like we got fewer comments once I said, please comment. And they were like, Fuck you. Not when you ask, JL. <laughs> yeah, Just yeah. let it happen, you thirsty bitch. Yeah. So on that great note, democracy is dying. Taylor Tomlinson's special is good. Brad Garrett, call me, and we will see you next Thursday. Good. Let's just do this tease while we're here. Yes. Yes, of course. Um, okay. Democracy's dying. Is democracy dying? You should do you should do like a rundown of like this week on on Ran in your parade. Uh is democracy dying? Should the electoral college be abolished? Should and throw like one more thing in there. Or like uh what else what did we talk about the intro? Brad Garrett. Uh Brad Garrett was like a lot of the <laughs> intro. <laughs> and am I the next Brad Garrett? Yeah, That's something like, like the, that I think would be good. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just move to your right still though. There you go. Yeah, you keep getting out of frame. Oh, wait. I keep forgetting. Like, it's so weird to see the reverse. I kept doing this and being like, like this, thinking it was this side. I'm like, why won't the shirt? Okay, there. Okay. All right. Uh, go now. Mm-hmm.